everyone. It is episode 344 of This Is Whole Life, and it is Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Right? This Here is we it. Are. This is, uh, well, I don't think we said, Woo-hoo. yeah, no no party favors, no poppers. 2023, I should you have brought a woohoo a... for me. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that was Ken's woohoo for By the way, can I just say, New Year's in Orlando. Mm. I have never... I've never been in a place that sounded more like, like a war zone. Like war had just broken out. <laughs> I, my first New Year's here, I actually was scared. I thought somebody had invaded the United States because it just, just that constant. It's like whatever you hear in the background of like, remember when they did Desert Storm, they had it all those embedded people, and you'd like hear the <laughs> in the back, and I'm like, something like, it's it was, what it sounded like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think it was. I don't know about you, but at least where I live, I felt like it, it was the loudest New Year's I've had since I've been here. And that's 30 years. Well, we have new neighbors that moved in on the dead end street behind us. So when you live on a dead end and there's another dead end on either side of you, there's a lot of fireworks because it's just there's no traffic. So everyone lights them off in the street. And a couple of years ago, Danny and Elizabeth Perez and their family were over, and he's a big fireworks, like, let's do it up big. So, you know, they're hauling out these big cases of mortars that we're shooting off in our backyard. And now, last year, so it was like this huge thing, and our neighbors with dogs, you know, they're all just like, can you guys, like, stop? It's like past midnight. <laughs> Two o'clock. And they must have been livid this year, because there's a new neighbor down the end of the street. They're really, really nice people. We've gotten to know them a little bit here over the last couple of months, and they lit off a show that would have made Red Hot and Boom look pretty amateurish. I mean, <laughs> and, but they didn't have like the large enough mortars to get them up like really high. 200 feet. So like right about treetop and they're just kaboom. <laughs> so like your entire house so, is shaking. So that's what I was hearing from my house, I guess, because <laughs> wow. I was impressed. Anyway. It, it was an impressive show and the, and their grand finale was as good as I've ever seen. So wow. hopefully everyone made it through. No pets uh, at the vet for, you know, <laughs> <For> the trauma. <laughs> yeah, trauma. PTSD <laughs> yeah. with the pets. So if you tuned in to our online service or if you were in house last week, You'll know that we did kind of a year in review, which... Yeah, reflection on what happened. There was a lot, though. Right. Like, we're all here. We do this every week, and it kind of gets to be like, well, this is what we're doing this week, and we go about what we do, or we come to church and go, oh, it's Christmas, or it's this, or it's that, or it's this series that we're doing. And as Ken is going down the list and and all the different things that happened, and then all the things that happened for the first time since COVID happened. Yeah. And it was like, Wow. He tried to do it in four minutes. There was no way. (laughs) (laughs) I failed. (laughs) No, miserably. Yeah, for sure. But there was a ton of stuff. And sometimes it feels busy, but it was a good busy this year. There was just a lot of really, really cool things connected, which Mm -hmm. was our old meat worship serve, which was kind of repackaged, repurposed, and re-put out there in in a grand scale. And maybe one of my favorite parts of what we talked about was was Rod's story. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. And I know we've talked about it here in, in previous episodes, but to see him on the screen, yeah. I had gotten a chance to check that footage out and clean it up audio-wise a little bit. And what a moving story. What an amazing guy. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. That Rod is. And the one thing that I thought about, which doesn't really pertain to anything as far as reflections maybe – or maybe we should reflect more is we also we often think of people that don't share our story as different enough that we don't really give them God's child status. You know what I mean? Like, well, 
yeah, God loves everybody, but you know, he doesn't really love the the dirty, stinky people that we don't like, or he he doesn't really like those people that are in prison, and he doesn't, you know, it, it's it's easy just to write people off. And to me, when I saw Rod's face and just how genuine he was, it was a good feeling that something that our church did that we thought was important that God obviously led all the way through. And if anyone, if y'all could see behind the scenes and all the planning it took to pull connected <laughs> off, and then to, kudos to Anderlene. to Anderlene oh. and to to see somebody who was a direct benefit of that vision and the work and everything that went into it, and who's convinced that it saved his life, that was a pretty cool moment. That was little hairs coming up on your arms mm-hmm. and goosebumps, and I was like, that's a pretty cool way to look back at your year and see your church involved. Uh, that was. I thought that was really. And I really think cool. it's important to really realize that's really one of just. I think a lot of stories. There's the stories yeah. we hear. There's the stories we don't hear. But I, on a pretty frequent basis, have people coming up to me telling me different things that whole life has done for them, for their family, the difference that it makes in their life, and um, it just makes you just see how God is is really using whole life to make a difference in this community. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, you know, the, of course, there was barn party, which was, you know, first time back from COVID in any, in, in any form, which was really good. Yeah. It, was, it was good to see that. And we had asked everyone last week, or Ken asked and said, hey, I'd really love to hear how, yeah. you know, how God has, has arisen and, and what you've done in your life. And there was a ton of stuff in the chat this week. And then there was some really good responses that we got from texts oh, that, we did, that we good. didn't share. And I just want to read a couple of those because I think that's really, as we think about reviewing or reflecting, these are the stories, again, that unless you know, you just don't know. You can assume that good things have been happening to people or maybe you can just assume bad things have been happening to people. I don't know. But this is this is confirmation that uh, God has been working. Uh, in the ch- online chat from this past week, Rob said, I have learned this year especially that when you keep your eyes on Jesus, you see how faithful God is. <laughs> We had another one from the chat. Stanley said, I've learned this year that God will show up even when you don't expect it. I think everyone can kind of relate to those. And then our good friends, Cecilia, Razan, Rachel, and Andrew uh, sent us a text and said, the theme of Arise has been really impactful for our household. Specifically, we've been taking the church value of participation to heart. There we go. (laughs) Follow me. These guys are ahead of the curve, right? (laughs) We have been given a lot of opportunities to get involved this year, and whether we felt it was an area that we have any expertise in or not, we just said yes. And in saying yes to singing at worship, being a part of the choir, volunteering for barn party, making chili cookies and potluck food, getting to try out our acting skills and worship dramas (laughs) and living murals, creating art submissions, and starting a small group for board gaming, we have been exceptionally blessed. Arising to say yes has opened us up to the wonderful whole life family and helped us to truly see God working in our lives. Can't wait for even more in 2023. Lots of love. So oh, I oh, love great. that. That's that fantastic. Is. We so, love you too. <laughs> and you guys always see like, if you ask, they will always come through. And mm-hmm. if you need, you know, you want some background, you want some information. But you know, Jeff, we're going to be doing some small groups this year this, again, aren't we? Yeah, I think actually, this is a starting this week, and we were actually I was in contact with the Razans, um, or the Maxims, I should say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Razan, do we need? Yeah, do we I'm, need sorry, I'm sure Cecilia would probably go. Hey, hey wait a minute. Patriarchal, yeah. yeah, I'm not Razan sure about this. Razan superpowers uh, <laughs> yeah. waste. Is this it? All right, cool, cool. Tell us more. <laughs> um, but we're gonna have tables set up in the foyer for this, uh, and hopefully they're a good example of other people that may follow in their footsteps of starting a group. That yeah, we got books that you can use, but if you want to start another kind of group, that's fine with us too. So. They have a fun group because they have a, a game night group. Yeah. yeah. And after the, our last one of the podcasts, played, you I went, did you? the last one. I'm not How'd saying you do? I, I'm the champ, man. Are you? Catan so you, champ. Oh, they played Catan? <laughs> so you, you, you fight me. You talked the talk. And I walked the walk. Oh. Unlike, <laughs> unlike with the chili. <laughs> You're batting 500. I think they were just being nice to me, though. I think they felt bad for me after the ch- chili debacle, and they were uh. like, you know what? Let's just let this guy have something in his life. Yeah, well, Catan Champ sounds pretty good. I've never played, though. And you good? haven't? No, I don't know what this is. <gasps> so fun. Settlers. Yeah. You know what this is, Melanie? <laughs> These guys are all, you guys, obviously you can't see them, but all three of them are looking at me like, he doesn't know. <laughs> It's okay. You've been busy with other things. I don't know. But I'll have to, I, apparently, I'm going to have to come now, which is Thursday nights, I think, isn't it? I'm going to have to check. Yeah. You can go to the Whole Life Church yeah, website. Yeah, you need to do that. And under the groups tab, you will find all the groups that are available. And maybe you find one you'd like to join or show up this Sabbath and check it out at the tables and uh, talk to them and see about and starting. And there'll be more group. after this week, yeah. too. So. I love it. So I'm sure we'll have more about that uh, upcoming. But I will actually put a hmm, show note. Making notes for myself as we talk. So that'll be in the show notes. I'll give you a group, just a link to the groups. On a way, it'll be easy to find. All right. Another comment from the chat, and I believe this was from, I didn't write the name down, but I believe this was from Trafina. And if I'm wrong, it's okay, but I'm pretty sure it was Trafina. She said, Ken, I would have never thought you were uncomfortable with the unsheltered. Watching you hugging and holding them at Exploria was quite impressive then to see the father working on us as we place our lives in his. So I didn't, uh, I would have not assumed that either. You looked pretty just working with the Holy Spirit and going with it. That's, that's it. Mm-hmm. I No, and you know what? I love people. Yeah. So I just... We've we've all uh, we're all in this office doing personality uh, kind oh, of work, right, personality yeah. disc assessments, and if you you look at mine, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty far over into one area, and it's <laughs> uh, it's not the um, it's, I don't know. I think people would probably I think some people wouldn't wouldn't be surprised, and some people might be pretty surprised, but I don't know. It's it's one of those things where you know another thing for me, I'm I think that people probably don't realize I'm a very shy person. And so for me, for me, but I'm, I've, I've, I was very shy. Although, I mean, I remember my Pathfinder director told my parents that they need to watch out for me because I was too quiet. Um, <laughs> well, that's um, probably good advice. And so, <laughs> and so things, yeah, watching out, they weren't wrong. I'm just saying maybe not the way they thought, but, yeah. but I don't know. I, my, um, my natural tendency is to be, to be kind of quiet and, you know, I would, I would probably stand off in the corner and watch things happen before I wanted to get involved. I've taught myself to do something different just because okay. I, in high school, I came back my sophomore year and there were people who didn't remember that I was there my freshman year. <laughs> and I remember thinking, <laughs> I don't want that to happen yeah. again. And so I started training myself to kind of put myself out a little bit more and try to kind of put myself, my brother is the natural 
sanguine, outgoing one mm. in, in our family. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. No. Right? From the chat, Anonymous said, the power of Jesus in this story, and this was referring to Rod's story as you were going through it, reminds us that an everyday miracle happened. And I think it's a good one to remember, too. Is, yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, people, the word miracle probably gets, I don't know, I think it gets a bad rap and maybe also used too often when there might be other explanations. But when something like this happens, you kind of go, hmm. It's been oh, yeah. a while when we look. and That's was. one of the questions you get fairly frequently as a pastor is why, why doesn't, you know, why yeah. doesn't Jesus do miracles? I mean, you know, Jesus in the Bible, Jesus is out healing people and people are getting well. And I truly believe Jesus does do miracles every day. And it, it looks like doctors in hospitals that are doing amazing things and doing incredible work. And, um, you or know, just changed hearts, changed yeah. minds, changed sentiments. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the, the, the philosopher Spinoza was kind of chiding Christians a little bit. He, and here's this is a reductive paraphrase, but he said something to the effect of Christians are always looking for the big miracle. Why don't you go outside and see that the sun rises every day and sets every <laughs> night? Like, why yeah. isn't that, yeah. you know, that's a miracle that happens too. all the time? <laughs> <laughs> those are pretty big, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And from the chat, Heather said, serving others is so much more than what we see. My heart. And I think that when you look at these are the kind of reminders where you think, oh, we didn't really talk about a lot of really, you know, meaty things this week, but there was a lot to take away from. If you looked at everything and said, if we weren't doing this as a church, who would be doing it? Would somebody else be doing it in our place? Mm -hmm. And you start to feel a little bit more like, wow, there's a there's a little bit of a push because what what if we just decided like, nah, mm -hmm. like isn't a service or two every week? Isn't that enough? Like, do we have to do more? And it, the answer is, you know, it really does pull on your heartstrings. And I think this was a good week for people to see. Maybe you don't always look at the high, the higher level picture, but if there was a week that made you want to get involved with something, this would be the week. There was a lot of good things to review. And when you look at each one of those, think about all the people, not just here on staff, but all the volunteers that it mm -hmm. took yeah. to make all of those things a success. And that's yeah. where we need everyone to find their find their niche and find their their place to to be involved. Autumn said from the chat, God arose for me this year as a recent college graduate snagging a job as an elementary art teacher. And I'm extremely grateful for this experience to be able to provide a safe place for students to create and feel loved. So, you know, everyday small miracles that yeah. just work mm -hmm. out to be Definitely. where you're supposed to be. Especially in the area of your passion. That's that's very cool. Yeah. Someone someone today said something about being a teacher. Hmm. Who was that? Was that was that Melanie? I think what? it was Melanie. I think it was a teacher. <laughs> something about teachers. You know, and we all need we all, I think we can all agree we need better teachers. More teachers, more good teachers, not better teachers. Well, Always better teachers, probably. Deep, all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> I talked myself right out of that one. Yeah, that was was good job. You worked your way around that one. I made the complete circle and went back the other direction. <laughs> we all know um, what you meant. Yeah. Also, from the chat, Anonymous said, it is hard at times to see God in the worst, and if I'm being honest, even the best, because we tend not to give credit to God in the best times. God has helped me to realize as long as my trajectory is towards Him, He will not fail me. Man. <laughs> Some good comments. Yeah, no, I think again, just one, just that realization when you look at the big picture that we don't always slow down enough to do. Maybe um, another one from anonymous. This came from the text message 
Just a quick note to say thank you for the podcast. During my commute, I look forward to Wednesday morning listening and being inspired. My family went through a really difficult time this year. Listening to Ken's sermons and the podcast have helped me restore my hope in church as a community family that I can be connected to. That's good. Wow. So then we can just say that that was why the podcast was started in the first place, was midweek, a little inspiration, a little extra that we can do. And uh, I'm glad that it's, uh, I'm glad that it's working out and that you're enjoying it. And um, that that's great. Yeah. Well, I would suggest that when you get ready to, to play the podcast, it's sort of like having prayer meeting, right? So just send yeah, up a go. prayer that we actually would get translated into the spirit, <laughs> uh, translating us into your life. Because sometimes... <laughs> You know, I always wonder, oh, man, alive, is this conversation going to go anywhere? I hope it does. We're talking you know? about fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we were talking about a lot of food yeah. beforehand. So so uh, pray. Pray before. Yeah, we might just have to do a, I don't know, we may have to do a whole foodie, and a, just, a, just a standalone foodie episode and, and uh, ask people well, to food send is very in. spiritual. For, of course. Especially for, you know, for those of us who are Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we may have to have them text in their comments. And this one, I wanted to read in the podcast because if you did not catch the message, you would miss this. And I think this was just really powerful. And this was one that we said Ken would pick one and um, he would read it during first and second service. And so if you if you already tuned in for that part, you can just kind of skim over here. But this was from Mariana, who um, I had a chance to talk to probably a month, month and a half ago, and how much she enjoys being a part of Whole Life Church and the podcast and appreciates the ministry that we do here. And she sent a response back via text message. She said, the year 2022 has been a hard one to arise. That's actually an understatement. My dad has been hospitalized nine times this year, and with each hospitalization, the fear of the unknown and what now suffocated our family. The simple fact that he's alive and healing is simply a miracle, as we thought multiple times he would not make it. And then amidst this confusion and uncertainty, we lost our beloved puppy Percy in a tragic accident. Talk about a rising to grief. Experiencing loss is something that everyone goes through, but it's nearly impossible to prepare for. I found respite in my beloved Stephen Minister. In this time of grief, she's been more than a blessing in my life. I've also felt the love of my church family through the financial support my parents received. I found this theme of Arise very apt for this past year because you can only arise if you've been down in the ashes. This has inspired me to shake the dust, wipe my tears, and keep pushing ahead. I believe it's not about arising alone, but rather arising together, arms linked as we strengthen each other. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a church that not only equips me, but supports me to arise, especially in the time of sorrow and grief. Wowzers. That's good. That's a, that's a, tough, that's a tough thing to admit or talk about sometimes. And so thank you, Mariana, for allowing us to share this with everyone. Yeah. Mariana, we, we really love you. We love your family. You guys have been so much and so much a part of what's going on here, but to have that kind of thing happen and, and to not have to go through that alone is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And every time, just a little sidebar, I mean, every time, we get a text and it's not always that often, but I always take the time to pray over them when someone sends us a text. And especially this week, praying for over all these has been just a privilege because it just feels like as family continues to grow and we're learning to depend on each other, we've done the Arise thing and now we're going to be follow me coming forward for this year. And we're going to need all the help we can get as we lean on each other. And I think it was, uh, it was, it was just great to read all those. So 
that's about all I wanted to do for this week was just to review. If you didn't catch the message, you can go to swipe up in today's show notes, our sister podcast, Speaking of Grace is there and you can hear all of them. And the other part too, that before we close it out was the, <laughs> Ken was like, we're going to do, and I, I hadn't looked at the sheet to see what we were, what the program order was. I had some fires to put out early <laughs> in the morning and I'm up here actually in the chat with Stanley in my office and I hear, well, we're going to pass the mic now. We're not going to let you take the mic. And I'm like, what are we doing? And we're doing this again because we did it, what, uh, for Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. And taking testimonials. And that's always a, you know, that can be a little uncomfortable. And you never know, you know, how long is it going to go? Or, you know, what what are people going to say? And, man, I would encourage you to at least go to the end of the service and listen to the the parts where people were, were sharing their, you know, what God pulled them through. Because just like what we've read here, there were just some amazing stories of people you know, losing their homes and needing a place to stay. And I had a personal favorite, but I won't tell you which one that is. You might be able to figure it out if you listen to it by yourself. But anyway, so I just thought that that was something that, you know, again, it's uncomfortable, but as a family, I guess we have to have those uncomfortable conversations and, I think Ken relishes those. You think? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I, I do. do. I really I think do. You're right. He's looking right. I'm looking at. <laughs> he's looking at me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Well, then the the one thing that that Ken left us with that I really appreciate. He said we can talk all day long about the gospel. We can talk theology, but this is the gospel. Go out and love people where they're at, and be there to serve them where they need us. And I want to suggest that from my vantage point, our church has done that this year. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to what we're gonna, how that's gonna play out for this year. I really like the fact that you can reminded us of that all of the. It's not this building. It's not this yeah. organization. It's not even the way in which we we say us or you or it's all of, all of it us, is yeah. all of us. I shouldn't say not the way we say it. It is the way we say us. It, this is the church. Yeah. I'm glad you reminded us of that. Yeah. Lots of good lessons to learn this week and from a whole bunch of different people if you stopped long enough to listen. Also, the survey. Let's talk about that for just a minute because yeah. that is going to be – tell us what it is and what you're hoping to get from it. Where do they get it online, by the way? Uh, there will be a link in the show notes. Oh, good. I do. Okay. I will put that in as well. So then that's going to go through another, what, couple weeks, you said? Yeah, we'll have all of this week and then all of the next week that that will be up. And uh, what we're doing is we're calling it the um, Mission Index. Um, that's right. And uh, what we're doing is just asking you to fill out a really short survey. It shouldn't take you more than five minutes to, to fill it out. In fact, it could probably take you less than that. And it took you two minutes, Jeff? Yeah, I'd say it's less, about right. Less yeah, than two Jeff, Jeff timed it, so... I think there's a total of 14 questions, of which one of them's what's your age. So, um, I guess. So you know, it's not not overly difficult for most people. That was people. the hardest one for I me. Know. I know. I had to guess. Well, it's hardest in the sense when you realize you're out of a bracket that you yeah. wanted to stay in. That's, thinking, that's oh man, yeah. I keep scrolling. <laughs> but there is uh, a bracket wrong on there, by the way. Oh, there is. Yeah, it says 29 to 25. And it's supposed to say 19. Just so you know, it's 19 to ah, 25. And you wow. go in there and edit that edit thing. Okay, thank look you at, for that, Jeff. Look at Jeff. I didn't notice. I, just, I, just, I knew it wasn't right me, through. so. Well, I knew it wasn't my bracket. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It wasn't mine. I kept moving. Weird how few people have signed up for that bracket now that we think about that. So, No, um, what what's happening here is we're we're trying to go ahead and, and get a gauge on how we're doing as a church with, our, with meeting our mission, vision, and, and values. 
Um, and so if you read through those questions, I think you're going to realize that all those questions are aimed at some form of measurement of, of how we're doing. The way that we measure how we're doing is, is how you're doing. Uh, I've actually looked over the survey already a little bit for the, I think we've had about 125 people answer it so far. And there's a lot of important questions in there. I'll tell you the one that I, I jump right to is, is, do you feel loved and valued? That's the one that I always jump right to to see where, where that's at, because that's a really super important one to me, that people do feel loved and valued at, uh, at the church that they're attending. And uh, so right now, I think um, we're hovering on that question right around 92% of hmm. respondents saying that they feel loved and cared about. So um, you look at that and think, well, that's that's pretty good. But I, I'm like, no, I, I want oh, that to be yeah, at 100%. Yeah. It to be so, 100. Yeah. so if you're one of those people that said no, hey, get in touch with us and chat with us, because I'd love to, to know exactly. what we could do to, to help you feel loved and valued um, and uh, what's what's keeping that from happening. By the way, we'll probably run through all the results of the survey in a future church service so that everybody can see it. But it asks you a bunch of different questions. Um, you know, one of the questions it asks that may feel a little awkward, except that you don't have to give your name. And well, in fact, we don't ask for your name. We don't ask for any of your contact information. So we have it's completely anonymous. Is you know, do you give? Do you financially support Whole Life? Um, do you finance? Uh, do you support it with your time? I think the question is yes, no, and then. Tithe yes, offerings no, offerings yes, tithe no. Did I say that? Anyway, I don't know anyway. But the point is, again, do you believe in the mission enough to support it financially? Um, and and that's uh, we're just looking for honest feedback there. So I think on that one, I think um, 75% of those who responded so far say that they support in in some way. One way or another. One way nice. or another. So. The reason, by the way, we should probably clarify, the reason some people, those of you that are listening that may not be familiar with how um, the Seventh-day Adventist Church does their finances, right. is that tithe and offering are very different. Yep. The offering stays in locally and the tithe goes yeah. to more of a uh, The tithe goes to the Florida or... Conference, and uh, the Florida Conference supports the Whole Life Church by paying for four of our pastors' salaries and benefits, and then they also provide some funding for, for, for training and some other things uh, to the church. Uh, they also uh, help with uh, evangelistic funds and things like that. So there's there's that, that but basically when it comes to... Uh, maintaining the building, uh, even doing like uh, connected, connected our connected event. That's something that's paid for out of uh, our local church budget office. Even doing so, this, even podcast. doing the podcast, yeah. all of that. Yeah. So, Randy's salary, Melanie's salary. Those that that comes out of church church budget. So, anyway, so those are so we're really grateful for the support there, and uh, it's what makes things happen. And again, like I said during the sermon, I I don't. I, I wouldn't want anybody to support whole life if you didn't believe in our mission and vision and, and, and what we're doing. If if you don't believe in it, I would never ask anybody to support that. It's, yeah, it's On the fair. other hand, if you do believe in it, you know, if you're being blessed, if you're seeing people around you being blessed, if you if you like what you're seeing, and and maybe just as importantly, if you see if you see God at work, um, then we can definitely use your financial support in making that happen. So anyway, so yeah, so it asked that question. Also, uh, we also recognize that one of the ways this church work runs is not just by people giving money, but it actually runs by people volunteering too. And so another one of the questions asked, um, how often you volunteer here at Whole Life Church? And Whole Life doesn't just, it's not just about us. So we also asked, how often do you volunteer out in the community? Yeah. Um, and 
somewhere out in the community. Because um, we really want to create that culture of, of giving back, of not just our money, but our time. You know, so those are some of the questions that are on it. Like I said, it doesn't it doesn't take long to fill out. It's completely anonymous, and uh, and we're just going to use those results to just kind of give us a gauge of how we're doing. If there's areas that we need to do better in, um, and if uh, if there's things that we need to be aware of, so yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well the show the show notes will contain that link as okay. well, and uh, for the next week or two, and we'll if it's still up next week, we'll we'll mention it then as well. Yep. And the one thing that also reminded me, and this will we'll close out, but I just, I appreciate everyone over the last probably 16 months, we've seen the the numbers, the listenership that we have for the podcast go way, way up. And that's because you guys are sharing the show with, with different people. And so if you find value in that, and someone asked me the other day, because uh, I think a year or maybe even a year and a half ago, but I think even right before Ken, I think it was right before Ken got here, actually. I had done a little mission uh, video for announcements and about how many listeners. And so right now, if you take our the the podcast is just this is whole life, there's about 30. We've had about 36,000 people listen or wow. 36,000 listens to the wow. show over the course of six years. And that doesn't sound like a ton. You know, when you hear people about podcasts and they have, you know, how many thousands of an episode. But, you know, just a little podcast that, you know, we don't promote really much outside the walls except when you guys do it. But th- that's a huge number for a show our size. I've done some research in uh, most church podcasts. If the pastor's name isn't Andy Stanley or Craig Groeschel. You know, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I know, right? Like, you know, like the Bible app and stuff. Like people know them somehow. I don't know why. Their shows are just very, very niche. And so we have uh, over 68 countries that people have listened to our podcast. And then if you add, speaking of grace, over 42,000 people have listened to what I like to call just the whole life church inspiration that comes from the message. It comes from the conversations. It comes from your input and your feedback. And so all of that to say, thank you for sharing and uh, please continue to do so. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and we'll see y'all back here next week. 